is episode 12 of season 3 of Going Beyond Salvation, and this is your host, Jess Robinson, and today we're going over Deuteronomy chapter 28, and what I'm going to try to do is just summarize it, and we'll go over Luke, the rest of Luke chapter 8, 26 through 56 today, and you know, just something that I wanted to say before going in, I think it, it ties in into Deuteronomy is, you know, the Lord really woke me up at three o'clock in the morning. Uh, I generally will sometimes wake up at three o'clock in the morning and there's actually kind of a, a spiritual aspect to that. Um, you know, based on, you know, the Jewish, uh, priests and stuff. I, I'm not going to go into it, but generally it's among Jewish customs. A lot of, if you look around three o'clock at night, you know, there's, there's no, you know, it's been reported. There's no crime around three o'clock at night. And I actually kind of watch the police reports and you don't see anything reported on the police reports at three o'clock at night. Um, generally, you know, there's those things that do happen on and off, you know, like house fires and stuff, but generally three o'clock at night, nothing happens. And it, among Jewish custom, the old Jewish custom and beliefs is that God would actually show up that he, his presence is more known around three o'clock in the morning to six o'clock in the morning. Um, and so you'll see some pastors will actually take that seriously. They'll get up pretty early in the morning just to, you know, take time to pray. But, you know, and there's just been times that I have waken up at three o'clock in the morning and it's the Lord, you know, grabbing my attention. And I think it's just because also, you know, we're, we're still, you know, we're laying in bed and the Lord that's the time that the Lord can really catch us because, you know, and catch our attention because, um, when you think about it throughout your day, you're, you know, trying to get up and you're getting ready. And, you know, if you're a parent, you're trying to get your kids ready for school, you know, you're trying, you know, to get out the door and, and there's just people that, you know, their mornings are so busy. They don't get that time with the Lord. And and I know there are some Christian parents out there that really their best time with the Lord is in the evening when their kids are in bed and they wake up or they they stay up and that's how they finish off their day. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, I understand that there are parents, that's just what they have to do, you know, and 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 all of that, but you know, generally I wake up, you know, when I wake up at three o'clock in the morning and I can't go back to sleep, I get very prayerful because it's like, why, you know, am I not able to go back to sleep? And the Lord was just laying on my heart. I had been reading this book, or I've been reading this book and I'm finishing it up. It's called Your Sacred Yes by Susie Larson. And she's a phenomenal writer. Uh, she has her own radio show and just wonderful, phenomenal writer, you know, especially for women. Uh, she really addresses 
on issues of healing and she talks a lot about rest and that's what your sacred yes is is about finding rest in God and just saying yes to to what God said and um what God wants you to say yes to and and learning to you know when you to have a, a, a productive life but not you know live in burnout and so it's a it's a very good book and I would recommend uh, especially women to read it because it's it really makes me think about it's made me think a lot about my my childhood when I was in high school and there's just things that I had to let go in my life and um, just as I'm finishing up this book you know the Lord and even beforehand there was a a, a meme that posted on on Facebook and it said you know until Jesus is more than enough everything else is not going to be enough and um and you know and then there was this song that's just been stuck in my head and you know it's you know it goes you know more than enough that more than yesterday, more than the air I breathe. And it's a really good song that, you know, some churches play. I know our church plays it and it's about making God more than enough. And the Lord was just really speaking in my heart that, you know, if when nothing else is going to be enough until Jesus is enough, you know, and, and things are not going to change you know, certain things in your life is not going to change until Jesus becomes more than enough. And I'll kind of show that in the book of Luke because it's just so interesting. The acts of faith that happen, but it's, you know, Jesus essentially, you know, these people saying he's more than enough to bring me healing, to raise my daughter from the dead. And we get in into Deuteronomy chapter 28, we'll start there first. And essentially, you know, God laid blessings and curses for, for the Israelites. And, you know, bad things do not come from God, but he laid out these blessings for them for, for obedience. And, you know, it's essentially that they were going to be blessed when, they were obedient to God. And and we're gonna see that, you know, in their in their times of obedience, you know, what, what the Lord did for for the, the nation of Israel. But we're gonna also see, especially in in first and second Kings and you know, what happens and we'll see in, in the book of Jeremiah. And actually I was reading in the book of Jeremiah this morning, and it was talking about that, you know, that it was the Lord just speaking to the Israelites, essentially saying, you know, you go and do all this adulterous stuff, and, and, but then you come in with these sacrifices as if, you know, nothing's going to happen, you know, to you, and, and, it was just this warning call that, you know, in our own lives, you know, because what had happened was that the, 
the the Israelites, it, it had become a false religion for them. You know, they didn't have the heart. They their heart wasn't there for the Lord, and but they still thought that they could. They were in these blessings that had been laid out, and they weren't. And essentially, you know, God was looking to. You know, he he was looking for just their hearts to be turned towards him. He just wanted them. And and I just want to share, you know, yes, that there was all these blessings laid out and all of that. And, you know, there's this misconception that when, when you're a believer, that when you're walking obedience with the Lord, everything... Is going to be rosy and all of that. We still deal with a fallen world. You know, we still deal with sickness and death. And as as we're dealing with now, there's a pandemic. But granted, when you're walking in obedience to the Lord, He blesses you in many ways. And it helps you to see all around you and go, you know, I am truly blessed. Even if you're not having the best day and things aren't going right, you do see the blessings that the Lord has given you. And so, you know, he was giving them these blessings, but these the, the curses, you know, these were consequences if they made the choice to turn away from God, saying that he's not enough. And we see that with the Israelites, that God wasn't enough for them. And because of that, everything else was not enough. They turned to idolatry, you know, and it just went from one thing after another. And we see, you know, the consequences was chastisement, destruction, great sorrow, captivity, and dispersion among the nations. That is what he essentially was, was telling them. You know, and in a way it was almost prophesying what they were going to do, you know. And I've had people go, well, why did God give them this this chance knowing what they were going to do? You know, everything is conditional with God. You know, he he's not caught, you know, caught by surprise. But we we as as people are still in free will. And as I've told you know, my youth group kids over and over, these blessings and curses are conditional based on people. You know, if you, you know, especially like with foreign nations, you know, (laughs) you know, when, you know, somebody who could be walking in the blessings turns away from the Lord, they end up walking away from those blessings that, and all of that. So, and we'll really kind of kind of go back to Deuteronomy chapter 28. You'll see, you know, what happens. And it's a progression, you know, because I think in a way the Lord, you know, the Lord is, he's merciful. But there comes a time where you do cross the line. It's just like, you know, a child that continues to be disobedient. You know, at some point, 
the parent has to draw the line in the sand and say enough. And but it's based on the child's actions, not the parent. And so um so essentially that was you know in in the book of Deuteronomy and and we'll, when you see it you'll start seeing it especially when we get into like I I like to tell people you know you don't when you read the law in the old testament you kind of sit there and go why am I reading this and it's setting up a framework for you to understand the times and it helps you to understand where where Israel's disobedience was at you know where their heart was at and even sets up for the time when when Christ was alive and even to the point in in the early church you know just some of the attitudes there was you know our our pastor's wife, which she's a pastor herself, she's licensed. Um, she had a word, and the and you know our pastor let her speak yesterday. She was talking about the Ethiopian eunuch in Acts chapter eight, and that he wanted to be in in the presence of God, but in Judaism, you know Judaism, he couldn't even go into the synagogue because he was a eunuch. He had all these disqualifiers, but God saw his heart and put Philip, you know, who was a believer in his path to, to lead him to the way because his heart was open. You know, he was hungering for God. He had gone, you know, to great distance to get to Jerusalem and all of that. So we're just going to jump into the book of Luke. And, you know, we see the, the healing of, of the demon-possessed man, which we've talked about this, you know, where you're going through the storm and there's somebody else on the other side you have to reach. And and this was this man that, that Jesus had to reach. This man, you know, had lived a life in torment. People had given up on him. But Jesus wasn't going to give up on him. You know, Jesus made it to the other side to reach this man. I I think he knew he had to go here and reach this man. I think he knew that that's where he had to go. And he, we see this radical conversion and he goes into his right mind. And I think you know, thinking about what I was talking about, where Jesus is, you know, until Jesus is more than enough, nothing else is going to be. And we see that Jesus comes and he become he comes in and intervenes. And these demons are cast out and we see that Jesus becomes this the center. I mean, he even wants to go with him to get into the boat to you know, to go with Jesus and Jesus, I think he was scared, you know, that he was going to go back to his old life, but Jesus, you know, sent him away and told him to tell of, of what God has done. 
and he does. And I think Jesus became more than enough for him, for him to share. And when Jesus becomes more than enough, that old life leaves, you know, and, and the enemy's going to try to throw it back at you, you know, he does it. But when Jesus is more than enough in your life, it's, it's easy to say, you know, that is my old life that he, he rescued me from. And it's, I have a new life now. And we see in the, you know, in this story, you see, you know, continuing on, he had returned because he was turned away on the other side of the lake in the, with the garrisons. And we see the woman who needed healing from bleeding and her faith was, you know, her faith was if I just touch the hem of his robe, I'll be healed. You know, that was more than enough for her to seek that healing. And because of that faith, she was healed. And because of that, you know, her life was radically changed. And because of that, you know, when Jesus becomes more than enough, our lives are radically changed and, and miracles happen, you know. And we see with, with, you know, the, the dead girl and the story of the, the dead girl, you know, with the synagogue ruler whose name is Jerry and Jairus. He, you know, had all this opposition saying, don't bother the teacher. She's dead. She's dead. Don't bother him anymore. But Jesus, you know, tells him, don't be afraid. Just believe and she will be healed. And for him to step out in that faith and essentially, I think it's, you know, another testimony of that Jesus became more than enough and we're going to have people say you know don't bother you know reading your bible don't bother you know looking into this you know into the school or or doing this in church or whatever because people are going to be telling you that but when Jesus is more than enough you know you're going to want to your Bible reading. You're going to want to continue to pursue him. Even in the times of trouble, you're going to pursue him. And so we see with the dead girl that she's end up, you know, she ends up alive. She's raised from the dead. And so we see that. And that's just essentially, you know, what was kind of on my heart today is just, you know, having Jesus being more than enough in our lives, you know, and it's going to take, you know, thinking in your life, you know, is he more than enough? And so I just challenge you to, you know, really just ponder about that, you know, pray about that, think about that and, and let the Lord reveal, you know, how is your life? Is Jesus more than enough in your life? And so, um, that's essentially it for today. Um, for the next episode, we're going to 
go through Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 64, through chapter 31, verse 13, and then Psalm 45, verses 10 through 17, Proverbs 8, chapter 30, or verses 34 through 36. We'll, we'll definitely be going through Proverbs 8 and talking about that. And then Luke chapter 9, verses 1 through 17. And so I'm going to end in a prayer. So thank you, Lord Jesus, for who you are, Lord. Lord, thank you, God, that you are more than enough, that we don't have to slaughter, you know, the blood of, of goats and lambs and, and birds, Lord God, anymore. And that, Lord, I pray, Jesus, that you would just become more than enough. Lord, reveal in our hearts where... We've put idols before you, Lord, where we have strayed and, and lived in doubt, Lord, of what you can do. Lord, just remind us that you're more than enough, more than the air that we breathe, more than the song that we sing. And that, Lord, just continue to move in our lives and be glorified. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great day, you guys. Mm -hmm.